Hi, this is Greg from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and you're listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. We are a man down this week on the first line edition. Lonnie is on the non-COVID-related IR. Just, just you got, you got it, you got it, Richard. You got to talk about the different IRs these days, right? You do. You got to be careful yeah. with that. That we we can clarify it as an upper body injury, but it's not COVID related. It is. Yes, that that's all. Um, you will have to uh, contact him and his people for further confirmation. Uh, but that is all we are able to talk about now. It is an upper body non COVID related IR for him. Uh, he he's eligible to be back in one episode or ten days, whatever comes first. Right, and uh, is he being fined for missing the, the episode as well? No, no, there, there's no fine. Okay. Um, there's no fine. Uh, he will not get his pay for this episode because we do pay by episode. Um, and that's made possible by the folks at the Chicago Wolves Merchandise Store, chicagowolvesstore.com, where if you enter PHN15, you get a discount off the great Chicago Wolves merchandise. So check them out. Make sure you type in PHN15 so they know Pro Hockey News sent you. You like that? <laughs> I do, I do. That was a no, solid one. They're, they're helping us get paid as much as we always have throughout yes. this entire podcast. Yes, yes. But yes. they are making more money for the podcast than we have before. Yes, they So there's sure that. Are. There's that. So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, first of all, we're recording this on the 23rd of April. So, like, happy right around Earth Day. Yes. Celebration, because we're in Earth Month, according to the NHL, because the NHL is going green. Um, like a year early though, because like next year they're really going green with, with, a, with an arena that's going to be green. Oh and, yes. Yes. And, and we think, we think they're going to be called the Seattle Kraken, but, um, we're not sure as of now, like, like huge news this week. That's not huge at all. <laughs> not if a punk rock bar in Seattle can help it. They are not going to be called the Kraken. Uh, yeah. Th- this isn't going anywhere, but, uh, now that you bring it up. Yeah, Punk Rock Bar in Seattle uh, files a $3.5 million lawsuit against the Kraken for using the name Kraken. Their link is they are known as the Kraken Bar and Grill, or Bar and Restaurant, Bar and Lounge. Lounge, yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's going nowhere. Yeah, and, and, and the, the sticking point is because the Kraken planned to open a restaurant, a full-service restaurant, like year-round as part of the, the climate green arena thing um in that complex that is what the kraken bar and lounge who was founded in 2011 is saying it's harming them because of the plans to open a restaurant and their choice in name being the kraken yeah that's going to be a tough sell to to any judge who's going to preside over that if it gets that far yeah so the kraken bar and lounge probably wants a few bucks that's really what they're looking for. <laughs> or 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 Give him credit. What a great PR move to throw a lawsuit against the hockey team. Now your name is known because this came off Como News is where we're pulling this from. So, so maybe it's just a PR stunt by them. Or, hey, here, here, hear me out. Partner with them and have your bar inside the arena. Or a post-game type thing or road watch parties. Yeah. You know, but now, but once again, I mean, the PHN podcast would have never known the Kraken Bar and Lounge in Seattle existed if not for this. So good PR on them. I mean, that is a frivolous lawsuit to get mentioned on our pod amongst, I guarantee others have talked about this. (laughs) Probably. Oh, good. 
probably the biggest PR that they've had in in years. I think it's also important to point out, uh, according to Como News, uh, as of Friday, the NHL team has not seen the lawsuit. Correct. Yes. Yes. So yes. it's 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 in the works. The check is in the mail. It just hasn't gotten to them yet. Yeah. I I, I don't think this is going anywhere. But I, you know <laughs> what? Th- this this is one of those great stories that you found. I I love when you find stories like this for us because this went under my radar. It really yeah. did. Yeah. I, I was like, hey, what, what's going on with Seattle? Uh, huh. And I, I was uh, in, actually, it would have been too early because I was going to say I was in Seattle. No, I was in uh, 2012. I would, totally would have gone to a place like this. Yeah, how come you didn't if go to a punk rock bar, Kraken bar, and a lounge? Right. I, I was there in, in, in 2012, and I did not know it existed, so I did not go. Or I did, <sighs> and I just don't remember it. Yeah, That's also a possibility. Could be. Could be. Yeah. But we won't go there. There. So, yeah, so that, that's kind of fun news. Um, before we get to the NHL news, there, there's some AHL news that that happened this week. Uh, the Utica Comets announced Vancouver is purchasing and moving the Utica Comets to a unknown location at this time. Um, I'm going to assume it's going to be closer to Vancouver. I'm going to go on a limb. Um, that seems to be the trend for most AHL teams is to be closer to their parent company or their parent club. So I, I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. I think there's going to be realignment in the future of the AHL. <laughs> I, I believe this, this put even potentially another Pacific time zone team in some said location, who knows where, but, uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see where, where that goes. Um, but no surprise there, right? I mean, no surprise that Vancouver wants to get... They own their team now. They want to get closer. Like, duh. I mean, it's yeah. a trend. Um, the Blackhawks purchasing Rockford a couple of weeks ago. I think you guys talked about that previously on the second line edition. I think we're down to nine AHL teams not owned fully by an NHL franchise at this point. If Which ones are those? Uh, you know, I didn't do that deep. I, 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 counted, <laughs> I counted quickly. I did. The Chicago Wolves are one of them. Um, as they are not owned, um, I believe Springfield is not owned, uh, by their, by a parent club. You're going to make me do this right off the top of my head and I hate you. Um, I didn't (laughs) on the spot, on the spot. Um, but the domino effect is interesting. Binghamton, who's playing in Newark this year because of the, the COVID situation, which the devil's owned their lease is up at the end of this year. Um, and the rumors now is they're going to Utica. A trademark search found out that the Utica Devils has been registered as a trademark in the U.S. Oh. So it looks like Binghamton is losing their AHL affiliate. Could they be the Utica Kraken? Wait, what? No, wait, Utica No, no. That's not, they're not part of Seattle. They're part of the devil. They're going to be the Utica Devils. I, Follow. I, you, 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 no, you said it was no. trademarked, so just, just yeah. The Utica Devils matter. is tra- I give it. No, no, that that was bad. No. Okay, I'm I'm just trying to blend stories. That's all. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that so I, just an interesting domino to fall there. Um, apparently, Utica a preferred situation over Binghamton. Some kind of falling out happened with Binghamton and the New Jersey Devils organization so you've got that um you know in terms of where the devil's landing spot can be you know potentially cities unknown in bc we'll have to ask jacob uh, about that um but you know abbotsford who's had a team before i believe they had the heat 
which were part of the Flames for a yeah. bit. Uh, Kelowna, who's home of the Rockets. Uh, they've had a junior team there for years. I would throw out like Wenatchee, Washington area, potentially. Um, so I just think, you know, t- take a look. So, I mean, we'll see. No plans announced there, but definitely some shakeups coming in the AHL with it looks like two franchises for sure on the move. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see because when does, uh, you said uh, Binghamton's contract ends at the end of this season? It's a five at the end of the 21-22, so there's still a year left, but apparently there's a falling out with it going on, so we'll we'll see. Um, hmm. It's, yeah, I mean, what's interesting is the Visions Federal Credit Union, it's part of the, who, who's Veteran Memorial Arena Management, uh, how's that for a mouthful of, of the official name? They they haven't been able to comment because they just manage the arena. They don't own it. So the oh. yeah. So um, the twenty one twenty two season is when the five year agreement ends. So they'd have to be getting out of it a year early. Uh, but yeah, the Devils local ownership group and the New Jersey Devils. That's where the breakdown is. So it almost sounds like potentially the Devils are going to buy an AHL team and then no longer have the local ownership relationship. That's kind of like the dominoes falling. Really, really interesting there. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of pieces and parts. And somebody who's been in this before. <laughs> I'm trying to follow it mentally, and I'm just like, um, I'm, I'm getting lost there. But Yeah. So basically, it looks like the Devils are gonna gonna own their team. So Binghamton was one of those nine. So they, they would own a yeah. team. Utica was, you know, the, with the Canucks now owning Utica. That's that. That's that's what it is. Um, yeah, Comets president. So this is what's interesting. The Comets president failed to change the team's name to the Utica Devils. That's the crazy thing. Huh. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some, something's going to happen. And it's pretty clear the downloads yeah. are falling. So, yeah. But the West Division about to grow one even bigger um, in, in the next year um, in the AHL. So, I mean, they're, you know, most likely going to add to what they call the Pacific Division um, going on there with Henderson and Bakersfield, San Diego, Colorado, San Jose, Tucson, Ontario. I mean, that's about that potentially is about to go to an eight-team division, which was like a nothing division years ago when literally all you had out there was, oh, none of those teams because the Western yeah. movement was Chicago and Iowa. And I think mm-hmm. technically Austin would be. I think Austin was the most westerly team in the AHL at the time. So... When the Comets come in, uh, like, do you think that that Pacific Division, do they have to realign no, I, that, or are they going to leave it with I think eight if teams? They, if it's a Western time zone or Pacific time zone, I, especially if it's U.S., I, I don't think there's any thought process. It'll, it'll be anything but a Pacific Division team. Or, or do you move Colorado to the Central? Uh, I, I, that's, that's my one question. Is like, would, they, would they consider well, I mean, doing you that? Got, if, if you look at 1920... You don't, don't forget, Stockton was in there in 1920, but but Henderson mm-hmm. wasn't a team. So I'm assuming, you know, it's a, good, a lot of it's gonna be it, it's gonna be real interesting because Stockton will remain. Um, you know, they are in the Canadian division this year, 
because the Flames moved their AHL team up to Calgary. So Stockton goes back, yeah. you add Henderson, that's that's eight right there. If it, this is why I find it interesting, if it goes to a Mountain Division team, I, I don't know what you do. I mean, you've got some serious relocation um, questions going on. I mean, if it goes to Canada, Utica could stay in the north. Could. Yes. Okay. Now, they'd be very far mm-hmm. west is the problem, but, I mean, they, they would be north. I don't know what they do because you're, you're going to have – I mean, you could go to a nine-team Pacific or Central. Um, you could potentially move Manitoba out with with that new team and, and move them to the north. I mean, north and then Colorado can go to the Central – but mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have a, a nine-team division somewhere because the the AHL is growing from where it was two years. Because you yeah. got to go back. Remember, you got to go back to two years ago to look at the divisions, not this year. Because you have a three-team right. Atlantic plus a Canadian division with a Canadian division <laughs> that involves a couple teams that aren't in Canada. Canada, yeah. You know, normally, I mean, it, yeah. The I mean, the Canadian division for those that don't know include the Stockton Heat. But they're not in Stockton, Cal- but they're based out of Stockton, California. So, right. But they're playing correct. in Calgary. Correct. Yes. yes. So, yeah. So it's like the Blue Jays playing in correct. Buffalo. Correct. Which is better than them playing in Tampa, at least. Which is really starting the year. So, and then you have the yeah. three team Atlantic division, which will grow back to bigger than Providence, Hartford, Bridgeport, <laughs> assuming <laughs> so yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Um, could they go to five? Divi- I mean, they can go to an unbalanced five division issue. You know, they can go to six and go smaller, which I don't, I don't, maybe there's a league. They got options. It's all going to be, tra- I mean, it's all travel based in the NHL. Let's be honest. But, um, yeah. I mean, talk about when you had Colorado coming in and you had some of the, the West coast teams that were starting they're like, Oh, they're on an Island. They're going to play a different number of games. Nobody wants to travel. You are now going to, you literally, if, if they move west to to let's say the very west time zone, um, mm-hmm. or you know the Pacific or the mountain, if they move to the Pacific, you're going to have eight teams in the Pacific time zone. Yeah, and then plus Colorado sitting there in the ninth. So, like I said, there's there's a lot going on there. Um, of course, you know San Antonio doesn't exist. They were there two years ago in the Central Division. So if it goes to Pacific, I guess, yeah, you can move Colorado to the Central. They'll be the Lone Mountain team there. Um, yep. Boy, we, we, we haven't heard of that before in the hockey, right? A mountain team just kind of stuck by itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, so I guess potentially if you go to the West Coast, yeah, Colorado, I think, could go to the Central. You stick the other team in the Pacific, wherever, yeah. A lot of, a lot of ifs and ands. Um, but... Yeah, you have to go back two years and then to look at the divisions. <laughs> How crazy is that? So. <laughs> it is that nuts. was the H. It, it throws me off every, every time I do a recap of the the AHL standings. I'm like, oh yeah, the Atlantic only has three teams this year. You know that that doesn't add up for everything else. And not only else, does it have but, three teams, Bridgeport's really bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, if they double their point <laughs> total, they're still in last place in a three-team division. Uh, yeah. Uh, five wins will will do yeah, that you for know, you. Yeah, um, and they're they're not the only team with five wins in the league, though. No, no but the other team has more points because they've got more games that they lose in overtime. 
Because because the <laughs> aforementioned Binghamton Devils five wins. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of disparity in the AHL this year. A lot. Yes, I I think um, definitely uh, the pandemic has. Oh yeah. It's shown exactly where the disparity happens in in minor league sports. What, what it is? I mean, so many guys are on the taxi squad that would normally play in the HL. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. I mean, and then you've got the Pacific yeah. Division where everybody is kind of good for the most part. You got the Canadian Division where you have one good team. I mean, Laval <laughs> is just running yes. the show on that division. And I always just assume that the Marlies are going to be good. And this year they're yeah they're mediocre at yeah, best twenty five and Laval's just running away with the Canadian division. They got a forty two to yeah, twenty six point lead right now. That's mm-hmm. nuts. But Manitoba has two games in hand. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can try and make that up. Uh, you're correct. You are correct, sir. Yeah. You are correct. So, um, going to the NHL now. Um, so the Avalanche ever gonna play again? Uh, yeah, they played last did night. They, did they? Yeah, they did. They, they had a nice comeback, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Teams coming off COVID are doing really well in the NHL. Well, also going into it, they were playing extremely well. I think they had 12 wins in March. Yeah, but I mean, Vancouver in that overtime win from their super long layoff and missing like eight players. Yep. But, and then Colorado. Uh, you know, the couple teams, have, I, I, th- I thought it saw us that like five and one after COVID breaks or something. Like teams are like crazy successful after a COVID break. Yeah. It's like you just got a little bit of extra yeah. rest, and now you're ready to go. But, yeah, so, so yep, I was saying that facetiously, of course. Yes, Colorado coming out of their COVID. Um, got their, you know, their bye week over. Um, good thing that it wasn't a, a terrible situation for them. So they've got right. they've got that going back to their winning ways against the Blues, who they play again this weekend. Um, big news probably of the week, uh, Patrick Marlowe talk. You know, hit his one or hit hit the, the, the most games played in a career ever. Uh, 23 years, 1769 games now as we record this on Friday. Um, passes Gordy Howe, in case uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Richard, at your young age. Um, he he's he played a he couple did, of yeah, games, he right? A few played yeah. like 1760 some, you know, just a few. Um, here's my question about Patrick Marlowe. Hall of Fame or Hall of Very Good? Oh. <laughs> I would go uh, Hall of Very Good. This is the Cal Ripken debate. To me. It, I, yeah, it, it absolutely is. I was is. not always clear-cut if Cal Ripken was a Hall of Famer. Is, I mean, he is, but... Got voted, but was he a Hall of Famer? When you started to look at numbers and compared to other shortstops of the era, you, you look at you look at at uh, Patrick Marlowe, over five hundred goals, over eleven hundred points, a career minus player. I, I know that's not everything. Um, you know, twenty one out of his twenty three years with with San Jose. I mean, fifteen hundred ninety seven of his over seventeen hundred regular season games with with that team. Um, you know, he's going to start and end his career there. He's never been, uh, he's been never truly been a heart candidate. He's finished in the top 10 of the heart once in his entire career. Um, not a perennial all-star, you know, 
I know he's number one in games played. Um, it, this this is one of the tough ones to me when when you look at it. I to to me it's I mean to be able to play at this level for so long and to be able to start so many games is kind of a testament to uh, your talent. You you may not stand out against like the superstars of now a couple of eras. Mm-hmm. But it, you you were you were good enough to be out on the ice playing the minutes that you played the games that you played, and you know continue that for decades. I think you know, is a testament to your skill. It may not be the skill set of goal scored points, uh, you know points recorded, but I think minutes played is a is a skill yeah. that that should you know be determined of. You are a very good player. Yeah, I, I was, I was on the hall of very good. But the more I, I dug into numbers, and, and you know, I love HockeyReference.com and, and going into there. Um, you know, first of all, l- let me let me give the dude credit. Um, he he just plays eighty two games like all the time, between two thousand nine ten season and the eighteen nineteen season. Um, all you know, he he played eighty two, or forty eight in the lockout year. I mean, that's just freaking nuts, absolutely nuts. Um, actually, I think he did it in nineteen twenty because he was three teams that year, and I think he played in every game that he was eligible for those teams that were there. How about that? I mean, nineteen twenty, yeah, he played fifty eight games. Well, that was for San Jose. He played. Uh, yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, and then he he played eight yeah, more so he, for yeah, Pittsburgh. Six, yeah, sixty six yeah. there uh, last year. So I mean, he's the guy just plays. So okay, there's that. Um, so I'm gonna throw out some of these numbers. He is three All Star games. That, that's what stands out to me is only three All Star games. So are his numbers that I'm about to say about longevity? But longevity counts for something because he's not like he played. You know, he does play a lot of games in a row. Let's be honest, because he keeps playing eighty two, but. So his points, he's going to finish, he's 50th right now. He'll be over 1,200 points. So he's going to be a top 50 guy. In goals, he's, he's in the top 25 already. He's in the top, he's 80th in assists. So I'm like, huh, okay, those are, those are some gaudy numbers. Those are, so he's, he's a top 20 shots guy. He's a top 10 game-winning goals guy. He's a top 10, uh, he, he was in the, he had 12 seasons, sorry, two seasons in the top 10 of goals. So two out of 20, I'm like, you know, he had, he, he's got like five great seasons and then or a hell of a career. Yeah. Comparables, Joe Neuendijk, Ron Francis, Dave Andrichuk, Gilbert Perot, Adam Oates, Patrice Bergeron, Doug Gilmore, Frank Mihaljevic. Those are his comparables. Ooh. So I'm like, I kind of think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I, I mean, when you start okay. doing comparability scores, and this is, I love the hockey reference compare scores. Um, <laughs> I mean, those are neat. Like, that's a lot of Hall of Famers. That is. And future Hall of Famer, I'm sure, in Patrice Bergeron. I, I think so now. Oh yeah, Patrice. Yeah, Patrice. Yeah, for sure. I, I think yeah. So I mean, Marlo. I'm like, I, I kind of think he's a Hall of Famer. Be, I think he's beyond the Hall of Very Good at this point. 
Yes. Okay. I, I think uh, your your information and uh, my willingness to concede has convinced me that okay, yeah. I, I I agree. Hall of Fame. I, I think where he's gonna get hurt is. 20 years in the playoffs, 195 games, only 127 points and a minus 11, and no cups. Yep, and no cups. I think that's, that's what's going to hurt him eventually. So, yeah, so that, that's what we got there. Uh, LDEAffinityJewelry.com is where you can get all your jewelry needs. They're a proud supporter of the Pro Hockey News podcast. Go to our website at ProHockeyNews.com. we got a great banner ad for them that gets you discounts if you – Go directly from our website. You get the discount. If you just go to LDE Affinity Jewelry, you're going to pay full price, and nobody wants to pay full price. So check them out, LDEAffinityJewelry.com. You can get to them through the PHN website. Adam Minnick, Richard Cote with, here with you this week. We are shorthanded like many of the teams. So I, I'm, I'm going to get your take because of the Vancouver situation. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it was fair that the NHL made them come back when they did? I haven't been able to talk. I know it's kind of old news now, you know, but it, right. I haven't been able to talk to you about this. Yeah. So we, we had talked about this yep. last week and, and I got Jacob's take on it. Um, but I, I don't think it was fair of the league to, to make them come back if they weren't ready. Um, I, I think this is, is definitely a season where we, we need to be extra cautious. If there's any concern, we need to play it as cautious like, uh, as carefully as possible. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think if, if Vancouver wasn't ready to come back, I, I don't think the league should have forced them. Do you think the league would have forced them to come back if they were a legitimate playoff contender? Now, I, I know they're 10 points back with four games in hand, so if they win it all, that's eight, mm-hmm. then they're only, you know, uh, two points back. But I don't think people are thinking they're a legitimate playoff contender. Do you think that played a role into getting them back on the ice i i'm almost convinced if they were a legitimate playoff contender the league would have pushed harder to get them in uh back in playing if they were in a situation like i don't know ottawa they probably wouldn't have pushed them to come back at all okay fair enough by the way they have one more point than ottawa with seven games at hand (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah yeah they, they they played and ottawa remained in last place that's how bad it was um (laughs) <laughs> you know, I did I got my notes here. I did forget to mention um, this was part of my, my avalanche joke. You know, that was a big game for them last night. Do, do you know what happened mm-hmm. after the game? Well, they clinched yeah, they have the playoffs. An X spot. next to their name this morning. You know, yeah. when you get that, that's magic. The X next to your name this time of year is magical. It's the X you factor. Know, the Y and the Z is better, but, but you right. know, you've got that. Um, they are the second team to become playoff eligible. The other one also in yeah, the West. Vegas Golden Knights. Um, so either those teams are really good, or the rest of the West sucks. Uh, so I was actually going to bring this up. Uh, I remember at the beginning of the season we were talking about how the North Division was just so top heavy, yep. and it, it still is. I mean, Toronto oh, yeah. is just demolishing the rest of that division, but the rest of the division is pretty evenly matched. And then there's you know Vancouver and Ottawa, um, but the West is just like you, you the top three teams have a point differential or a goal differential over 20 everyone else is in the negatives so um yeah it's just there's like a almost like a 20 point gap between 
third and fourth place. Well, here's the, what happened in the West. I think what we said about the West is there were three guaranteed teams and only the fourth spot was up for grabs, which we were correct on. Except, except, yes. I, I don't think the lock was the Minnesota Wild in third place. I believe no, the St. Louis um, Blues were the third place lock that we all agreed upon. Mm-hmm. We only had two of those yeah, teams correct who were the lock, and they have clinched. They're going to yeah. make it. Um, I, I think we, we all kind of agreed that, that Arizona was going to be the default fourth in the division, and as of if the playoffs were to start right now. They would be. Uh, no, they wouldn't because point uh, oh, point right, percentage. Yeah, the Blues yeah. are still technically yeah. The Blues have a better point percentage right now with the games in hand. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, I think Lou was the only one to call Minnesota in. Yes, I believe you're right. And Jacob had L.A. We 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 made fun of him that's, immensely for that. And uh, now it's showing rightfully yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At least they're not a minus forty seven goal differential though. Like the team just to the south um, of them in the standings and on your map. Yep. Or the minus 35 to the team that's one point and, ahead of and them. And north of them in the standings and the map. It's exactly. The, the California standings are, are map perfect. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it when that happens. Geographic. I mean, the biggest surprise, let's be, the biggest surprise in the West, Richard, is the Blues. By far. Uh, just how low yeah. they've gone in the yeah. standings. I I would think the biggest surprise is Minnesota. How you well think they're Minnesota doing. Minnesota doing this well is a bigger surprise than the Blues falling off. Um, just given the top of the division, yeah, I'm not terribly surprised that the Blues are, are getting a little bit battered by Vegas and Colorado. Um, especially now that Col- I'm, Colorado's hit their stride for the season, they they started off a little shaky. I was a little worried. Uh, but they have they have played phenomenally in the last month and a half. So, okay, I'm I'm, I'm not I, I'm feeling better about them. Uh, St. Louis, I, I was um, so so on. I knew they were a strong team, but I didn't know how strong the competition for the top spot was going to be. So I, I'm not as shocked knowing those two teams are doing as well as they are that St. Louis has fallen down as low as they have. Got it. Okay. I was. If you can follow yeah, that I, logic, I, I think. Um, I think, yeah. think we're there. Think. Think of it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know. Are you more surprised that, that yeah. St. Louis has fallen I, I, off than I am. I, Minnesota? I am because I, oh. I wasn't a believer in Minnesota, but they've always had a roster that was good enough. The goaltending was always the problem. And you know, the, I never thought, even when Dubnik was hot, I just thought they made a lot of bad choices in goaltending. Um, they fit, they, they f- stumbled into the rookie that's doing phenomenal. So, I mean, I, I don't know if they fixed it, but you know, he caught fire like Bennington caught fire a couple years ago in the Stanley mm-hmm. cup run, you know, staying in that division. So I, I think that's, that is, is the situation there. So I think that's why I'm less surprised because I think the pieces of the roster were there. They were truly missing that, that goaltender to, to give them belief. I did not see the blues no, I'm on record saying I didn't think Bennington contract was the right one to sign. Um, he's not the full, their defense is just bad this year. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm more surprised the Blues are bad than, than the Wilder. I'm surprised the Wilder are that good. Don't get me wrong, 
but I'm more oh, yeah. surprised of how inconsistent or how consistently inconsistent the Blues have been this year. I, I mean, they're literally 500. Yeah. Like, you can't get more 500 than they are at 19, 19, and 6. They, ex- they have 44 games and 44 points. Yeah. You know, and they're playing terrible at home. Ooh, yeah, yeah I mean, they, they are. They, they, wow. they, Enterprise Center has been a terrible place for them this year. Um, like, one of the worst home teams in the league when, when you look up and down the standings. Well, have they been doing since they've allowed fans in? It, it, they've basically allowed fans I, in all I, year. I think they only had a couple. I mean, they were one of the earliest ones to have fans in there. So, yeah, okay. they, they've been trashing at the Enterprise Center. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. So, um, I mean, nothing really, here's the, here's the, we're in this weird place in the NHL where we're after the trade deadline, we're, we're kind of at the stretch run of the season. We're just now, I think like right now, as we get to like, you know, single digit numbers starting to, to hit soon for a number of games left. I think we're now just entering the stretch run, but we really have so many questions on teams still. And I, I think that has to do with so many teams have X amount of games to, to catch up to the rest of the league, yeah. you know, like, like Dallas and, uh, you know, now Colorado's got a few more they need to catch up. Um, and I, I think the most uh, kind of interesting part is uh, the battle between the New York Rangers and the Boston Bruins right now. I mean, it, it is an eight point differential, but yeah. Boston's played like two less games. So so here's what I think we have in the playoff picture now. I think we know three playoff teams from every single division at this point. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much a lock. Um, And potentially the East is settled. I would say the North is settled. I don't think Calgary is going to jump Montreal. I think the East and the North, if you're going to go that route, I'm going to say that the, I think then we, we know eight, we, we know half the playoff teams then. I don't, I don't think the Rangers are going to catch them. I just don't. That's no, I think it's just kind of more. Boston is more likely to be in first place than fifth place. Yes. So I I think, you know, the, the, the the traditional Eastern conference, if you will, (laughs) the East and the North, I know we recede for the final four. I think we've got, you know, uh, only two playoff spots up for grabs. And if the four spot in the central and the four spot in the West is the only thing left to decide in the stretch run. Seating's out the door yeah. because we have no clue who's going to win divisions except for Toronto. Yeah. You know, the other three, the, the other three, the all three spot, you know, really all three spots are up for grabs um, except the Toronto spot. But like I said, I, I, I think we're down to Arizona and, and St. Louis because I'm not a believer in San Jose. Um, no. and I think it's down to Nashville and Dallas in the central. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair assumption. Um, yeah, it looks, uh, I'd officially write Chicago. Yeah, off their schedule's too tough. They've yeah. got too many games versus the top teams that they're playing garbage on. It took them a yeoman's effort to come back versus Nashville the other night, a big comeback the other night, but they gave mm-hmm. Nashville a point. So I right. stick a fork in the Hawks. Um, so I think we're yeah. really talking about four teams in Arizona, St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas, which, or sorry, Arizona, St. Louis, yeah, Nashville, Dallas, Nashville, which Dallas, yeah. ironically will be in the same division next year. <laughs> yes. Who are battling for the final mm-hmm. two playoff spots in the NHL. 
foreshadowing for next year? I, just, I mean, think about that. I mean, that, that division, you know, if, if you throw Minnesota and then Chicago has maybe a little ahead of schedule from the rebuild. I mean, it's just shocking. You know, it's a lot of average teams that are going to be in that division is essentially what that, what the, what the schedule yeah. is going to be like next year when we return <laughs> to normal. But I mean, it, right. do you see anybody in sixth place right now making the playoffs? Uh, no, uh, I, I think the best shot would be Chicago, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm writing them yeah, off. So, I mean, we, so we know 12 teams aren't going to make it and, yep. and we know, uh, Three, six, nine, twelve, thirteen, maybe fourteen teams that are going to make it. Yeah, yeah. I'd so it it's going to be the only clim- climactic part of the stretch run is really going to be seeding, which doesn't I, which I don't think matters that much, to be honest. With you. Yeah, I don't think it's going to matter at all this year because you're going to be playing teams you've played the entire season against. Yeah, and we've already seen what happens when you play the same team a couple times in a row. Right. You know, know, puck's going to bounce different, you know, from night to night. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting playoff. But, yeah, seeding, I'm not excited about that whatsoever. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is to look at who's hot going into the playoffs. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. Carolina's back on their winning ways, seven out of their last ten. The Knights have just won eight in a row. Um, How about the Knights and the Avalanche? Both have won nine of their last ten. I mean, just keeping pace with each other. Like I said, could we just (laughs) stop? have those two teams play like a, 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 tw- a 13 game series. Just, I, I, I don't even want the rest of the West. I just want those two teams to go at it. Cause when they play each other, it's fun too. Oh yeah. You know? No. And that, that's, I mean, so as the standings are right now, what Vegas would get Arizona, Colorado would get Minnesota. No, oh, Ve- Vegas, no Vegas, Colorado would get St. Louis. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm yep. going by order of points instead of point percentage. You're, you're yep. correct. So Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, Minnesota. That Colorado-Minnesota series would be just something else right now. They're both on a five-game winning streak. Could you give the goaltending edge to Minnesota there? How scary is that to say? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, there's, you know, and by the way, the Bruins have won six in a row, just to throw it out there. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, just, just that. Yeah. So if you need hockey equipment for Barrel Hockey is where to go. PHN website's got your discount as well. Uh, go to our website and hit Verbero Hockey banner ad, or you can go to VerberoHockey.com. They got some really cool gear that you can customize as well. Um, so check them out, VerberoHockey.com through the PHN website. International news. Um, Chicago Blackhawk assistant coach as well as you as a broadcaster, uh, as well as U.S. women's national team player, Kendall Coyne Schofield, um, basically told the double IHF to shove it up their behinds this week. Yeah, she, she wasn't too happy about the cancellation of the uh, World Women's Championship. So um, I, I can understand the frustration, but I also understand uh, the Federation's tendency to back off this season given a global pandemic Mm -hmm. what's interesting is this her beef is this so here's the quote this does this is from uh renee facel who's the IIHF president this does not mean we will not have a women's world championship in 2021 we owe it to every single player that was looking forward to get back on the ice after such a difficult year that we do everything possible to ensure this tournament can be moved to new dates and played this year end quote okay great quote 
Here's the problem. Why, and this is, I think, where, where Coin Schofield is upset, why was there no contingency plans to look outside? Because it was going to be held in Halifax and Truro, both in Nova Scotia. Why weren't they already looking at contingency plans, potentially in the U.S., which would have been the easiest mm-hmm. move given it's still in North America, and Europe is looking like they're about to enter another lockdown in certain places over there. Infrastructure, they've done, you know, get the NHL's help with the bubble. I have a feeling NHL teams would have helped with some of their rinks and all that. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, where the double IHF screwed up. Yes. They have no backup plan. And for... Uh, you know, entering into uh, an odd year that, that we're having, you know, given everything that's going on in the world and such a huge event, it's, yeah, why would you not normally have a contingency plan, you know, if there was like a state of emergency where you were originally going to host, you can easily shift to site B. I, I mean, you have that for every major sporting event. Why? Yeah, just... Yeah, that's that's where yeah, I'm baffled. It's going to be two years since they've had the international tournament. Um, you know, these women's players who are not making the coin, of course, at the men's players. Now the question: Are we supposed to keep training as a team? Like you're saying, it's at a future date. Are you all of a sudden, you know, what's the next time you're going to um, show us? You know, how long do we have the, to prepare and all that? Um, what's interesting, um, you know, if you remember that the men's world world junior championship was held in Edmonton, Alberta, in December and January. The under-18 mm-hmm. tournament, which was supposed to be in Michigan, moved down to Texas, and that's playing next week. So the double IHF is still holding tournaments. So why didn't they reschedule, relocate, I should say, the women's tournament? Right. I'm also wondering if it has to do with scheduling issues with games that were postponed in the NHL during the season so, so that are now having to be made up later on. They could have changed the dates. I mean, this right. is, but this, this wasn't scheduled to play till May. There's going to be a lot of NHL, May 6th through the 16th. Oh, yeah, because it's going to be during the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of NHL yeah. available. I, yeah. I mean, is mm. this, is this the, huh, sorry, I mean, the fact that the U18 tournaments figured out, a, the, the juniors and the U18s are figuring out a way. This smells of women getting the shaft again. Yes. And good on Coin Schofield to open her mouth. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I, I always just kind of look to her to kind of gauge how women's, uh, you know, professional women's hockey or, you know, any issues with women's sports. She's kind of, you know, the barometer of how things are going and she's, you know, she's not going to sugarcoat it, which is great. Exactly. Exactly. So interesting things for sure in, in the world of the hockey um, I don't know if you've, have, are you, a, are you a sports center guy still at all? Are you too young to actually sit uh, down I, and watch sports center? <laughs> uh, I loved watching sports center. Uh, I no longer have cable, so I don't get ESPN. Yeah, okay, I, I like Van Pizzi, So I'll, I'll, I'll watch the SV, mm-hmm. SVP version. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot more hockey highlights recently as part of the, like, the earlier blocks. And we're not just talking like Barry Melrose comes in or Bucci comes in with him. I mean like actual hockey highlights, you know, spaced out a bit, not like all of them one time and then Butcher Grass or Melrose come in or Levy and talks hockey and then we're done. It's like uh, ESPN's uh, put hockey uh, back as a priority again for some reason. 
Are they starting to build their hockey team again? I think so. <laughs> oh, I, I'm actually kind of counting down the days to when ESPN takes over and I, I actually need to subscribe to ESPN plus to get my hockey. Um, man, that now, now I've got the, the NHL on ESPN tune stuck in my head and I'm not mad about don't it. Don't hum because it'll cost us money and we don't have that. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take it from Lonnie's yeah, we're, pay. We're in trouble. We are in trouble if we're taking it from Lonnie's pay. Speaking of Lonnie, uh, even though he has an upper upper body injury, he he did send in his picks for the week. Ah, it's that time of show. Is, is it that, that time? Okay. Play the music. It is. It, it, uh, uh, still, still no music. Uh, Zach Sloan. I'm calling Ooh. you out again. Come on. You, you told me. You told me you were going to get me some music. So let's, uh, let's, let's pick it up. All but right. He's not here. We don't have to talk about his performance last week. Yeah, we oh, yeah. 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 No, no. Um, let's, uh, let's actually, you know, those are old anyway. Um, I, I have oh, not updated did? the I standings. Thought went, I thought he went 5-0 and again. No, no he did <laughs> not go 5-0 and again. So In we can fact, talk about it. Exactly. Um, let's see. He went, well. If you want to count all of our uh, Frozen Four picks God, in yeah, there, we did a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, we we did two extras, so I think there were seven total points. He got three, three it's and four. Um, well, Adam, if you want to talk about not good, I, I had a horrible, I had two a horrible week. <laughs> uh, I also went three and four, but I did pick UMass to go to the Frozen Four Championship. I did not pick them to win, though, so I did not pick up that point. Um, but yeah, but, but, but by the uh, way, Winnipeg and oh, you and Lonnie had ample opportunity to totally lambaste me for mixing up the colors and the nickname of UMass and UMass Lowell. See, butchered yes, it. yeah, I, I, as soon as the blue and red came out of my mouth, if you notice, I quickly stopped and I fumbled my words, and neither <laughs> one of you guys ripped on me at the time. I, I should have, and I was thinking of UMass Lowell too because they're the Roadrunners, and I I'm just I'm fond of that. I, I have family in in the Lowell area, so um, yeah, I just I, I had that in my brain too. Okay. So I whew, right past me. All right, so um, Lonnie and I tied for the week at uh, three and four. So let's let's get going He's on five, uh, on the so picks got a for five this game lead on me. And, and a, yes, a he few does. More on you. Uh, just a few more. Just a few more. Let's see if I can make some up uh, some ground here. Uh, for this Saturday, uh, if you want to play along, it is going to be Saturday, April 24th. You can play along on Twitter. Use, your, uh, use the hashtag PHNPicks to make your picks. Follow us on Twitter at PHN underscore podcast. First game, which is going to be the game on NBC at 3 o'clock Eastern. The Adam, Peacock. St. Louis hosting, yeah, on, on the, the peacock, peacock, but not the app. Not the app on the actual broadcast. Colorado at St. Louis. Who you got? I, I'm going to go with the revenge factor. I think St. Louis pulls this one out. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going Colorado. Got to ride the hot team right now. And, and um, Lonnie's going, he's going Colorado Lonnie? as well. All right. Game number two, Toronto at Winnipeg. Adam, who you got in this one? I, uh, 
I, I, I want to pick Toronto just because they've been running through everybody, but they haven't been playing great the last four or five games. I, I think Peg wins this at home. All right. I'm going Toronto uh, because they actually uh, they play better on the road than they do at home. By like one game, but you know, they, they, they <laughs> play better on the road than they do He's at not home. not going to say anything. <laughs> you you, 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 you right, could have gone with Winnipeg struggles at home and that they're a better road team. You, you could have gone that route to save yourself, but you I didn't. I could have. But, that, yeah, but, but that's why Lonnie's going the Toronto route because Winnipeg has had some struggles at home. Yeah. Okay. Did he text no, you I'm that just, or, or are you just I'm channeling him? him. <laughs> okay. It's, it's the chat. It, we, we have a wavelength thing. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. All right, game number three, Washington at the New York Islanders. Adam, who you got? This, to me, is, is potentially the game of the day. Um, I, I really like that game on the schedule. I'm, I'm glad you picked it uh, for obvious reasons because, like I said, it's, it's, it's a really good game. Um, I'm going to go with the Caps on the road. All right. I, I'm going with the Islanders. 19-2-3 at home. Kind of hard to beat. Okay. I'm going with the Islanders. Lonnie's going with the Caps. All right. Game number four. We have Carolina at Florida. This is going to be another great game on Saturday. Adam, who you got? This was like game number like 1A. Like, this was like my backup game of the day. I, for, I don't know why, but Washington, New York intrigues me a little more than Carolina, Florida. Right now, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that all four teams in the East are so jumbled for that top spot, where this mm-hmm. is like the battle of, I know that the top three teams are kind of jumbled, but I I don't know. Um, for some reason, this is like the game just right behind there. Um, I am going to go with the Jerks. All right. I know that was a long way to go before I picked. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I agree because uh, yeah, the top three teams in the East are separated by one point. Well, how about the top? And the top three top teams, four teams by four points. And Boston has two well, games in two. hand. It's a virtual tie. Like it's a virtual tie in in the East for all four teams. It, it, it is, but you know, I was just yeah, going to the top three because those are the two yeah, teams yeah, who are playing. Okay. Um, and then yeah, in, in the Central Division, the top three are separated by yep. three points. So yeah, you got a little bit more room to make up. Um, this game, oh. It's, it's tempting to go with the Jerks. They're on a two-game winning streak, but I'm going to go with Florida. Okay. And Lonnie's going to go with Carolina. All right. Final Why? game Why? of the week. Why? Because I couldn't find another good game to, to throw in there. I, God, look, look at, no, look at the rest of the, I, the schedule. You know, here's what I'm going to throw out there for future. If you can't find another good game, find the most awful game. You want? Well, no, I mean this one's pretty bad. Oh, there's a worse bad. one on the schedule. Oh, you talking about yeah, the, Ottawa the Ottawa game, Vancouver game? <laughs> uh, Vancouver going to be down about. You, you, you want to no. call it? You want to call no, it audible? I do not. I'm just. I'm just saying for future. <laughs> if you're going to go bad, okay, own it. Just, just go all it. in. Just lean yeah. right into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, final game, unless Adam no. wants to pick no. a sixth no. game. No. 
Uh, we have Dallas at Detroit. Should I just go Dallas no, across the I, board? I'm gonna. I'm <laughs> because of road record, home record situation. I'm gonna be the only mm-hmm. one that takes Detroit. No, I, I'm oh, taking Detroit too. Okay, but. Dallas Solani. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. All right, there are picks for the week. Again, use uh, hashtag PHNPicks and share your picks with us. See how you do. And uh, if you end up beating Lonnie, congratulations to you. Thank you. Parting shot time, Mr. Richard Cote. Well, my parting shot uh, was taken up a little bit in uh, earlier in the podcast. I was going to say uh, congratulations to Marlowe for his record of Games played, but you didn't think we were gonna cover I'm that gonna on have a to podcast. Call... Come on, come on. Uh, I, I didn't know if we were gonna throw that in there, so I, that was gonna be my parting thought. But I have another one, I got a backup next Thursday, April 29th. Future producer Philip Cote turns to happy birthday. There you go. So, six more years, five more years till he takes over. Oh, six months. more oh, okay. months. Okay, once. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're on the accelerated. So once program. you can start talking, give us cues. That's that's it for you. Okay. Exactly. Looking yeah. forward to it. Look, I mean, he, he, when can he start <laughs> making your picks? That's really more. Forget your producing. When can he make your picks? Um, next week, <laughs> I will. I will make. I will post a video of him <laughs> making <go>. my picks. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. That'd be grand. Um, mine is. I had a really cool experience today. Um, I went to Mubi's for lunch. You from? Oh, what is that? Richard, Richard, <laughs> Richard, Richard. Dogma. Jane and Silent oh, okay. Bob Strikes Back. Yes, Clips yes, 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 yes. I had a cow tipper and some hater tots today. Um, oh. They're doing pop ups across the country. Uh, they were in St. Louis. I jumped all over it. It was cool. The, they they take over a local restaurant. Um, they use the local people of that restaurant to do the serving and the preparing and pay them rent for, you know, the couple of days that they're there and all that. I've, so it's a cool experience. They had the posters up. They had some, uh, I, I got some, some swag. Um, you know, I, 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 I was drinking my, my, my movies aid in, in my movies. Cup <laughs> nice. There. Nice. So, uh, they collaborated with a couple of local breweries for some four packs of beer. Uh, so there's an IPA that I'll be partaking in this weekend. Just a cool, fun experience, you know, as, as we're starting to come out of this pandemic. It's, it's you know, it, it made me smile today. And the burger was really tasty. And I got to have lunch with the wife. And like I said, it, it, was, it was something to do and it made me smile. That's, that's great. That sounds yeah, awesome. It was cool. It was cool, this, some of this pop-up stuff uh, that's coming up. But yeah, I, I love Clerks and Mall Rats and, and Dogma. I mean, I like them, like almost all of them. Um, Chasing Amy is the only one I don't love in the series, but I just I I think Kevin Smith is is comedy genius. I, I've loved some of the other stuff mm-hmm. that he's done quietly. Um, so yeah, it was cool. They took my money. Please take it. It was fun. You know, <laughs> it, it was really safe, very well done the way they did it in small groups mm-hmm. of, of they did half hour increment. It was really cool. It was it was really cool. So, yep. If it comes to your town, check it out. Movies pop up. I recommend it if you're a fan of that franchise of cinema. I'll be looking for it. I, I, I will say, though, I did find out on the way there that, uh, or actually yesterday, um, my wife was going along with it the whole time. She's never seen any of the movies. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I've, I've, 
I've not begun the divorce proceedings. It's not. I was going to say, have you at least gotten the papers? She's, no, she's corrected herself before. We've, we've run into this before with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She's corrected her errors there. Um, we, okay. We had a... a, a wait, wait. How, how long ago was it that she had watched Ferris Bueller's it's been within, it, Day it's Off? It's been within the last 10 years. I mean, it was post... Yeah. Okay. Well, ten, no, yeah, post-marriage. Yeah. It, it did not happen before we got married. I, I didn't find it out until after we were married. I mean, I don't know if I would have proposed to her with information like that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's something you have to be upfront about. Just yeah. I mean, there, there. I mean, spaceballs yeah. she had never seen. You know what? As far as Mel Brooks movies go, that one's a little bit lower on my list. But you, you got to see it. But she had you seen Blazing see Saddles, so that redeemed her. I, I mean, yeah. a movie that can never be made today. So. Oh yeah, and you know what? Young Frankenstein scared mm. the hell out of me. That's that's an underrated one in his. This is a whole other podcast we're starting here with the Mel Brooks stuff. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so she 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 is going to have to now. We we now need to see what service has all the Kevin Smith movies, so we can go through that <laughs> that catalog of what seven or eight that he's got out there now in the series. So. You know, it's truly amazing. I know I'm rambling here, but look at the actors and actresses that were in those movies. It will blow you away some of the names that were actually in those movies at the time. A a Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. A a Shannon Doherty. A Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of names that you would not expect would have gone through that. Because it, it wasn't a big budget film. And right. You look at the time it was made, and a lot of these people weren't big budget back then. Exactly. And they're movies wow. that stand the test of time. So check them out, young sir. Check them out. And start and go chronological order. It makes it, you okay. have to well, start I'll, with the I'll original. Have to go back and yes. rewatch. I'll have to rewatch them, yes. For Richard Cote, I am Adam Minnick. Lonnie, get uh, get well soon. We will uh, hopefully take you off the IR here in a couple weeks. Um, if not, then you suck and you're old. Other, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. This has been another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. So long, everybody.